Hmm. <clears throat> Super Bowl Sunday, Pilo. I got my up here forestry. Got my cheese sticks. Yeah, looking good. Yeah. So. Hmm. Very good. You guys enjoy these cheese sticks. Getting a little rowdy in here. Really ought to try them. <laughs> Look, I got some uh, Super Bowl. Awesome. Thank you so much. Just got a new Dos Equis. We're rolling. Um, got some Super Bowl facts that are pretty solid. Did you know, like, today, just Super Bowl Sunday, one in seven Americans are ordering takeout. 60% of those takeout orders are pizza. So big day for the pizza makers out there. 1.25 billion chicken wings are eaten. And hmm. you'll like this one. 325 million gallons of beer consumed. Wow. Today. Sounds like my kind of party, man. Yeah. But look, we got to get to it. With today, uh, we got a special edition of recording super, on, on a Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. We're recording here live for Street Bar. Welcome to the top talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, recording on February 12th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and uh, we have a title sponsor for the show again, Four Street Bar and Grill, always the place to be pre- and post-game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game, $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday, home-style plate lunches, they're awesome. I've had them. My favorite is on Friday. On Friday, you can get that catfish. Oh, it's so good. Fantastic. Fills you up. Doesn't break the bank. But yes, we are here as always with your high break from the high resource with your break from the high resource five propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I am your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only Patrick Lowry. What up, Pilo? Man, what a good time to be here. Uh, Four Street's hopping. I guess it's probably going to get. A little bit louder as we go through the episode, getting you know, kind of easing into the Super Bowl. We got a well. That's 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 the good thing about Fourth Street, man. Is you can come in any time of the day, and you know, you know, on Super Bowl Sunday, people don't typically go to restaurants, yeah, bars, yep. Um, and this is like two thirty in the afternoon. Nice crowd. I don't think there's an open seat at the bar. Yeah, I think we're two so hours away. People just away sat down from... right next to us. They're probably wondering what in the world, yeah, uh, we're doing. Um, but it's, it's 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 my favorite bar in Hattiesburg, and. Uh, and they are the title sponsor now, so it's going to sound like I'm just saying that. But I'm not just saying that. Anybody who knows uh, Katie and I or, or has met us within the last, uh, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so, knows that this is kind of our spot. Right. Now we have children now. We have a, we have Jack, so uh, we don't get to come as often as we want. Uh, but whenever we get some free time, <laughs> yeah, this is where we come. So it's, it's, it's great. Those who haven't been here, there's more Southern Miss Southern Miss memorabilia on the walls um there's golden tea machine there's a bowling machine the silver strike bowling machine yep. uh there's just great drink specials I mean, all the time like just from where we're sitting i got a marchant kenny jersey sitting right here yep. i got Derek nix brett Favre, ray guy all these signed jerseys all around me so yeah i mean if you're a southern miss fan like you haven't been in here in a while you need to come check it out it's great. It's, it's fantastic. And Slade uh, does does a fantastic job of um, 
because he just totally reworked this place. If you remember from back in the day, it was still great. It was still our place. Right. But it was in needing uh, needing some updates, <laughs> and he came in and really uh, just just um, updated the crap out of it. So it's awesome. Come enjoy a beer with us sometime. But okay, so on the show today, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about. Uh, we're going to talk about the basketball, of course. Still killing it in basketball. Baseball season is upon us. We're going to get into some of that um, and, and other stuff. But I thought we would get it started off. Uh, so Thursday, before the game with the Raging Cajuns, we were at another bar, Fuzzies, um, and right also right next to campus. And we recorded some audio beforehand. There's some people sitting around, kind of like they are here at 4th Street right now. So we just went table to table and started getting predictions of the score that night. Knowing full and well that everybody was going to pick the Southern Miss uh, Golden Eagles for the game, but I wanted to get them on record, say what they yeah. thought the, the, the score was going to be and who the, uh, the the top point scorer was going to be for that day. So let's go ahead and get this show started with uh, the audio that we recorded prior to the Thursday game. Here we go. 621. Uh, sitting here at Fuzzies, getting ready to go in the game. Men's game starts in about an hour and nine minutes. Pilo said he didn't want to do this. He's been drinking since like 430, so it's the best time to do it, honestly. So what we're going to do is we're going to say, uh, we're going to give our, our, our pick for the score. I'm pretty sure we're all going to pick the Eagles, but your final score prediction, okay. and uh, we'll say a, a, a point total for the guy that you think is going to score the most points. Okay. All right. So, I got it. yeah. So I'm gonna start off, and I'm gonna go uh, 74 to 71. Golden Eagles win. Austin Crowley scores 28. I mean, yeah. Why don't you just take all my score? Uh, I'm gonna go uh, 69, nice. 66. Uh, Felipe Hase drops a 30 bomb. Book it. Say your name first. All right, so Matt Rockwell. Uh, I'm going to say 78-67, Southern Miss. Austin Crowley drops 25. All right, 625 now. Uh, ran these three morons, and we're going to see what their predictions are. So. So you guys give me uh, – we all we all think the Golden Eagles are going to win. So what's the final score, and who do you think is going to have the most points, and what is that point total? And start off with your name, I guess. All right, this is Phil. I'm going to go Eags 79-72, and I think Pickney is going to have the most points, and he's going to have 20 and 10 rebounds. Hey, what's up? This is Ryan. Uh, I think the Eags win 67-62. I think Crowley finishes with 20 points. Hey, this is Will. I think the score is going to be uh, 82-75 Eags. I think Crowley's going to score 25 tonight. Sweet. All right. So um, lots of people here at Fuzzies. And um, we're getting ready to go in the game. And uh, we'll, see what, uh, we'll see what happens to the top. 628. I found another table with a bunch of Southern Miss fans. So... Uh, we're going to go around the horn. Uh, how many of the Eagles going to win by? Uh, what's the final score? And who's your player that's going to have the most points? 
And how many points are those going to be? We'll start off here. All right, and your name? Uh, Corey Britt. Uh, Eagles. Uh, 68-62. Uh, what was the other question? Uh, who's going to have the most points? Uh, Hase. What's that point total? 23. This is Charlie Lawless. Uh, Eagles 70-61. to 61. Uh, DeAndre Pinkney is going to have 24 points. Perfect. 67-60. Uh, uh, Felipe, most points. What's the total? Uh, 127. How many points is Hase going to have? Oh, he's going to have 30. All right, Chase Bryan, I'm going 67, 61, Southern. And I'm going to go Felipe with the most points for 21. Perfect. All right, guys. Appreciate it. And Southern Miss? We found one more table. 632. First up, uh, Jeremy Cooper. So we're going to need to know how many uh, points the Eagles are going to win by. Like, what's the final score? And uh, who's going to have the most points? And what's that point total going to be? All right. So I've got the Eagles winning 78-74. Hase is going to be the total uh, high points with 22. Perfect. Thanks. Walking, and we're walking, and we're walking. All right, so uh, special guest tonight, Jamie Harrington has made an appearance. So, Jamie, we're asking everybody what the final score is going to be. How, so how many of the Eagles are going to win by? What's the final score? And who uh, is going to have the most points? And what's that point total going to be? Okay, so I'm going to go with uh, 74-69 Golden Eagles. I'm going to say Austin Crowley has uh, 24. And I'm going to say that the person who shoots the $4,000 half-court shot is going to make it. Wow. Hell of a prediction. If that happens, then you guys know where to go when you're headed to the boats. What's going to be funny is if, if I get the shot at that half-court shot and miss it, that's what that would really be like comedic timing. Perfect. That would be great. I hope you get that shot. Sudden miss? To the top. Top. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, hey. What's your prediction on the game tonight? Who's going to win? And what's your name? Sarah Catherine and the Eagles by four. What's the final score going to be? 76-72. Who's going to score the most points, and how many points is he going to score? Austin Crowley, 24. Perfect. Southern Miss? To the top. Okay, hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope the audio came through clear. I haven't heard that side of it yet. I heard yeah. it on my phone, but uh, but it was it was good. It was good to see so many people out uh, wearing the all white. And, um, and yeah, I and mean, was, I think Fuzzy's probably had one of the best Thursdays they've ever had. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was so many people in yeah, there. Yeah, and if you'd have come right across to Fourth Street, it'd have been probably the same thing. Absolutely. I just, where we ended up, look, we have six year olds. You know, that, that, that's a six-year-old type place. Right. Uh, and 4th Street is a, you know, six-beer kind of place for me. <laughs> right. But anyway, uh, so so about those, do you remember your, your 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 total? Do you remember what you said? Oh, yeah, it was not that good. Uh, I had, uh, I guess it was 
69-66, and I had Hase going for 30. Right. But, uh, and I went with uh, 74 to 71, and Crowley with 28. Neither one of us uh, got very close there. No. Um, so when we tallied it all up, it looks like Will gets the win over Phil um, because they are both four away, but Will guessed 82 on the number for the Eagles. Oh, wow. So, so I mean, they were both four away, but if you've got to give it to one of the two, yep. the guy who predicted the, the exact total for the, Southern, for, for the Golden Eagles, I figured we'd give it to him. And then leading scorer was DeAndre Pinckney with 22. So Charlie and Phil both picked Pink uh, as their pick to click, and, and they are both just two points away. Yeah. So, again, we had to make an executive decision. And, w- and what we did was we ended up giving the nod here to Charlie um, because, dude, he's just a Circle of Champions member. <laughs> so, you know, sorry, <laughs> Phil, that's the, the, them's the rules. And um, he's got seniority. And if you get up in Circle of Champion land and you tie again, then maybe the nod goes to you. That's right. I mean, uh, Roost Spot 38, you know, he's, he holds it down. Yeah, best boiled peanuts in the roost. That's whatever. right. And shout out Sarah Catherine, his wife, uh, who makes the best cookie cakes. So uh, I already told her I was ready for a cookie cake, and she said that uh, we would have one open in weekend. So I'm looking forward to that. She had a great prediction as well. She went 76 to 72. Uh, Crowley with 24 points. So anyway, uh, nice to hear that. It, it, it was cool. And we're going to do another one of those uh, during uh, opening weekend at the Pete. Yep. Walk around and plan on asking you know, how long you've been here. What's uh, what, what's your favorite thing about it? Uh, yeah. who, who are the people that, that you normally hang out with? And, and what are you, your thoughts on the season? So just be looking for us walking around. If you see somebody holding a phone out and talking to somebody, and it looks really weird because I'm really close to them and I have a phone <laughs> and they're talking into the phone, right. that's what we're doing. Yeah. So if you see us out there, uh, hit us up and tell us your story. So well, we hit on a little bit of this already, but what happened since the last time we recorded? Two basketball games for the men, two basketball games for the women. Softball season got their season kicked off under new head coach Natalie Poole. With the sold-out game at Reed Green, um, baseball making their final preparations for opening weekend. Southern Miss women's golf got their season rolling. Yep. Um, we've had a few more bites on the merchandise site. Yeah, we sold a few more shirts. Yep. I think I think you ran into one of the ran into one of our guys that bought the shirt. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I talked to uh, talked to a guy on Twitter, uh, or actually on Instagram. Uh, he actually bought the shirt for his daughter, who's a student, and uh, she wore it to the basketball game Thursday night. So she was rep, repping the white ba- uh, basketberg shirt. Oh, great, 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 so. great! Yeah, I haven't got, I haven't bought any shirts yet. Um, but the thing I'm, the one I'm going to go with is the and now the bonus. Oh, I love it. Got to have it. that. I'm, I'm glad we brought it back. I feel like we had uh, a pretty big hand. <laughs> yeah, in the for guy sure. actually saying it again. So, so that was cool. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so I just want, I, I was trying to make sure I got his name. So it was Ron McDaniel who bought that shirt for his daughter. Oh, good. Uh, so his daughter is a student at Sydney. At, uh, so shout out to Sydney McDaniel and shout out to Ron for the shirt. They were actually the first shirt bought from our new site. Wow. So huge shout Should out to them. save that dollar? Is that one of those ones you save? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frame on the wall? <laughs> we'll get it framed. We need to get Ron to sign it. Yeah. All right, man. So we're eat- I'm sitting here eating these cheese sticks, and yep. um, which are awesome at Fourth Street Bar. So it's one of the go-to's. But you've been talking about this foodie talk situation, yep. and and you have 
I, what do you have? The, the, it's, it's Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl. It, it's a, there's a Super Bowl theme. Behind Super Bowl party dog. dishes. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously we're sticking with the theme. We're recording today on Super Bowl Sunday, so. I figured this foodie talk would, you know, like to hear, or maybe folks would like to hear kind of a Pilo's kind of top five uh, Super Bowl party dishes. If I'm going to throw a party at the Lowry House, uh, what are we absolutely having? So, number one, kicking it off with a Rotel dip. You got to go with some kind of dip. But I like to make mine without Velveeta. I like to do cream cheese, uh, hot sausage, and... Uh, it is stellar. Cook it all in one big cast iron skillet because it keeps it hot. And uh, so that's definitely number one. Number two, you got to go with wings. I mean, who's not eating wings on Super Bowl Sunday? Got to go with that. Uh, and I actually prefer them. Here's my style. I, I love to grill, uh, love to smoke Boston butts and ribs and all kind of stuff. So I actually will go out, smoke my wings for 45 minutes, super high temp, get them really crispy take them off, roll them in some sauce. That's how I like to do them. A little Sounds healthier, hot. not fried. Uh, number three, you got to go with uh, a good dip. If you've had it, you know how good it is. Captain Rodney's dip. It's just this, I don't really even know, just cheese and cream cheese and bacon. And then comes out of the oven, you pour that Captain Rodney's glaze on it, eat it with some crackers or some chips. It's stellar. Uh, we're definitely having that at the Lowry House. I think keeping with the tradition uh, of everybody else in America, you got to throw in some pizza in there. So we'll probably uh, order out some pizza or something. My daughter prefers uh, Domino's. Have you ever made any pizza, Pilo? I know you make a lot of food. Have you ever gone like like the wood fired? You, you know, ever- I actually do. Uh, I want to. Uh, I've actually done one down on the grill before. It was all right, but I, we actually do do them at home a lot with a tortilla. Get a tortilla, mm-hmm. kind of put it on a skillet, kind of build it while the tortilla is getting crispy on bottom, and then move it to the oven about 450, and it makes like a wafer-thin, crispy pizza, and I love it. My kids love it. We eat it all the time. So. Yeah. Well, that's very similar to over Pyro's, I guess. Yeah, that yeah, kind of, kind of similar yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Anyway, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's good. Uh, so four pizza, five, we're going to wrap it up with the kind of combination of like sausage balls. And again, I think I'm sensing a theme with all my dishes. We like to make ours with cream cheese in it. I don't know why. It <laughs> makes them better. Uh, um, and, and or pigs in a blanket. We don't put cream cheese in those. But uh, I think those two are two in the, two in the same. Kind of, a, kind of one of those that you have like out on the table and you're just walking through the party or whatever and you're just kind of picking one up and eating 30 yeah. by the end of the night. No, you got to have the finger food. The finger food, yeah. that's, that's finger food. It's kind of like tailgating. Yeah, you know it's it's you, you don't want to have a humongous burger, right? I don't. Right, yeah, I no. love burgers. Yeah, I love to make them on Fridays. It's oh, all about the dips huge. and the finger food stuff. Yeah. You don't have to have a plate for. So something you didn't miss, didn't didn't Uh-oh. mention. K- Katie makes a fantastic corn dip. Oh yeah, I know you already had some dips on there, so that was already taken. But Katie makes a fantastic. Oh, corn I love dip. a good spicy and, corn dip. And there's a uh, there's for whatever reason I don't see it at a lot of other kind of parties, but on Super Bowl Sunday I see avocado dips. Yeah, and those are fantastic. I oh, think yeah. it takes a little bit more effort, so people don't want to do it like every week. Right. But for once a year, they really go all out and do the avocado dips. In. Yep. That's good as well. Cool deal. That's the foodie talk. It's making me even more hungry. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start chowing down on these cheese sticks as we go along. But 
Uh, we even though baseball uh, starts off this week and baseball is awesome and we can't wait. I can't wait. You got to lead off the show sports wise with with Southern Miss basketball. Uh, not only for the men, the women's as well, but really the, I mean, the men. That's it's just one of the most remarkable turnarounds. If we keep this going, it might be the yeah. biggest turnaround in the history of. That's like, are, are we already like casting people? Right. I mean, like, we, there's got to be a movie coming. Uh, you know, I asked Ladner in an interview we did. I think when he got there, when he first got the job, I asked him because he, he's a huge '80s guy. Right. And I asked him on there at the end when I was just asking goofy questions uh, if there was a movie made about him yeah. who would play Jay Ladner. And he thought about it for a while, and he said, "Anthony Michael Hall." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So that would be that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so Sutter Miss men's basketball sitting at twenty three and four, 12 and two in the Sun Belt. What a week of basketball! Uh, I can really just really hold my breath just thinking about it. <clears throat> the Thursday game we've talked about it a couple times already, but yeah. the game versus Louisiana Lafayette won this game eighty two to seventy one. Uh, and before we even get into to, to what we scored and all that, it just look, man, 8,097 in attendance. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, the atmosphere was just unparalleled. It, it's, it's one of the things that we've talked about before where we all get it. Reed Green needs an update, and it's coming. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're stockpiling those, those, those monies that we're getting from the, from the one-cent tax. And, and there's plans in place. We haven't heard the plans yet, but I think they're coming pretty soon. Yeah. But the deal is, when there's eight when there's eight thousand people, or even like five thousand people in Reed Green, oh yeah, all those problems melt away. Yep. Because they're, they're it doesn't matter it, it it doesn't matter if it's if it's Duke you're watching. Yep. Or Kentucky or whatever. A sold out arena is a sold out arena, and it helps. And that's what we had. And we needed it because mm-hmm. Louisiana is awesome. You know. Right. Uh, they they handled our ass earlier this year, so we owed them one. So they beat us there. We beat them here. But just what what, are, what were your thoughts like walking into the arena? Um, just first first impressions of, of how it felt. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it just gave me all the feels. I mean, uh, you know, as someone who hasn't missed a lot of basketball games, even though the last ten years have not been the best, I've maybe missed a handful. In that mm-hmm. entire time, we've sat through the bad. Uh, just to walk back in and see the crowd that was already there and the concourse just slammed. Uh, let me just give you the, it gives you the Memphis game vibes. You know, yeah. like everybody always knew that we would get that kind of crowd against Memphis. Every other game, we would have a decent crowd. Mm-hmm. But I feel like like that night just seems so genuine. Like everybody was there wanted to be there and yeah. they were giving it everything they had for the crowd for the team and um, I mean we've been saying it how long have we been saying it how long has Jay been saying it in, in post games like we're building something mm-hmm. and when it gets here and I feel like we've turned that corner you know and, and like people I don't know how you don't ever come back like <laughs> how do you sit through Thursday night and not want to be at every single game <laughs> into eternity with this sure team? I mean, you would have to pay me a crazy amount of money to not be there. You know? Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, and the the other thing that was that was interesting about that game was that we learned that the pep band had some kind of rehearsal. Right. And look, we have an awesome band here. Yeah. They, they win competitions all the time, and, and we just 
selfishly want them to come do you know what we want. <laughs> yeah. But yep. I get it. You know, they had something going on, and they did show up later. Yeah. But so we, our Southern Miss hired DJ Cujo. Yep. And I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to kind of have like an NBA, like a Pelicans game type yeah. of vibe. Yeah. And it kind of did, but it still had this college feel to it. And I went into it fairly skeptical. Yep. It came away super impressed. Oh, absolutely. I thought it completely contributed to the atmosphere. Uh, it paired so well with the students getting their energy up. And uh, it just kind of filled that void of just that dead space in between things. And it just made the whole night so much more fun. Yeah, and then towards the end, they kind of worked together uh, yeah. with, with the pep band. Yep. Uh, they moved our drummer down to the bottom floor. I don't know how they pulled it all off, but however it, however it happened, it, it worked out great. Uh, the game did not disappoint either. Uh, so one of the guys that we knew that we were going to have to uh, deal with yeah. was Jordan Brown for Louisiana. And my man was a load, just as he thought he would be. Um, he got 25 points, uh, but most of that was in the first half. In the second half, Ladner and the staff, I think, just made a decision to put Tyler Mormon on him. Dude. And to see what happened, and Tyler Mormon, unreal, dude, just did one hell of a job on that guy. It was yep. all over the place. I mean, it's hard to, to look back and say that this guy deserves the game ball or the MVP. Every game we play, is a, it, there's somebody else that steps up, and it's always, you know, it, it's not that the guy hit a three; it's the guy right. got the steal, that made the pass, that set the screen to get somebody open to make the shot. And I get that. Yep. It, I, I would be hard pressed to find somebody who, did, who gave more effort than Tyler, Tyler Mormon did on Thursday night. I mean, it was it was like in that second half, every shot that Brown shot, Mormon was all over him and mm-hmm. blocked a number of them. I mean, mm-hmm. you could see the frustration in Jordan Brown. I don't think he has had somebody that over him, that all over his face uh, this year. You could see he was clearly getting frustrated, and Mormon was just giving it everything he had. Yep. So, so yeah, we handled uh, Brown in the second half, and that, that helped out uh, towards securing the victory for the Eagles. Um, but also helping secure that victory, uh, Southern Miss with four players in double figures. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Pinckney, 22-6. and six. Hase had 17 points, uh, four rebounds, and two steals. Crowley is in foul trouble in the first half. Mm-hmm. Ended up with 13 points. He went two of three from deep. Nefty Alvarez played 30 minutes every game. He's inching his way up. You know, he's still coming off the bench, which I like. Right. I, I still like the way we have it going right now. When typically Alvarez and Ivory. Yep. Uh, Ivory didn't play this game, but um, oh yeah, yeah, he did. Okay, I, I really yeah, he was, Ivory was out in Monroe. So, um, so Alvarez played 30 minutes. He scored 17 points, had four rebounds, four assists, and two steals. Continues to be just a just a spark out on the court. And Donovan Ivory. Uh, did give he had 22 minutes in this game, scored seven and pulled down five boards. So he always squeezes in a ton of a, a big stat line, yeah, in a very short span, yep, which is exactly what you need out of your six man, right? Yeah, and, it's, and, and to add Alvarez, he's like also six man. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, 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 I mean, Alvarez I've said it, I've said it before, might have been like a blessing in disguise, yeah, to figure out how to do it without him and then have, it, have him be the icing. Like we have the cake, yep, and that's kind of the icing, yeah. So, yeah, it's just like this, you know, like we get going, we get rolling, and then 
sub, Alvarez comes in, Ivory comes in to kind of give those first starters a little bit of a break, and it's like this shot of adrenaline. And almost every time we go on this like six or eight point run uh, where defense is locking down, we're getting a basket, it's a lot of transition, uh, and that just gives us kind of the juice. And, and talking about Ivory, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Once that guy gets one bucket, watch out. Start the clock because as soon as he gets one, it's like rapid fire. He, he just gets this confidence and it's he like gets everything goes this in. look in his eye. Yeah. And I can see it. I yep. think Coach can see it. Sometimes that look in his eye almost goes over the edge. <laughs> but I like that. Yeah. He, he's our guy. He's he our, is. I mean, he, he's the guy that you don't want locking you down on the yep. other team. And, yeah, he can get as hot as anybody else can. So yeah. That was an awesome win. Yeah. Uh, atmosphere was out of this world and you know I, I think some people thought the word trap game gets thrown around when games like this happen yeah you, I mean this the highs of all highs in whatever sport say the baseball team like I don't know comes off like a three game set and kills rice right and then yeah. we got like South Alabama on a Tuesday it happens. Yeah. Right. Well, this was kind of that. And but now we've played Monroe already this season, and they look good. They have been kind of in the hunt all season long. Yep. But after that game on Thursday, and then you throw in like you know the crowd's not going to be as good. I mean, look, Saturday was I mean Thursday was the fifth largest crowd in the history of the Coliseum. Yeah. So to think we we're going to have another eight thousand, I didn't feel that way. No. I was hoping we didn't have like twenty five hundred. <laughs> yeah. And Especially I got with there, the weather. I was like, this is a great crowd. Yeah, it was and, and gross. on top of that, it was raining all day. Yeah. The forecast said it was supposed to be gone by like 1 o'clock. It wasn't. It rained until like 7 o'clock that night. Yep. So it was cold. It was rainy. Then there was sleet hitting my windshield on the way back. Yeah. You know, if you didn't have a parking pass. And we had one. We still had to park a pretty long way away. Yeah. But, you know, th- the point is, I could see a letdown possibly happening with some teams. Didn't happen with this team. It probably nope. comes from the, from our maturity maturity level. Yep. Uh, oldest team in Division One. I. I mean, that line's been played out uh, a million times. But I mean, there's some truth to it. You know, these guys. Do you think Crowley is going to let these guys like not play hard? <laughs> right, know? right. Do you think Hase is not going to get up in somebody's face? So anyway, uh, played Louisiana Monroe on Saturday. Won this game, 79 to 67. Um, you know, Monroe plays tough D man. They played it tough again. Um, horrible officiating again. We didn't even talk about the officiating in that first game. My God. Uh, to, for me, to, I love so many things about Sunbelt. I didn't think it was possible for officiating to get any worse, leave the Conference USA. I'm not positive it's not. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it helps that Keith Gill, the uh, commissioner for the Sunbelt, was in attendance Thursday night and saw how awful it was. I, I don't know. Maybe Maybe it doesn't help. I don't know, but I agree. I mean, uh, in every aspect, and everybody knows this, sun, the Sun Belt is light years better than where we were, oh. except in basketball officiating. God, I feel so like bad. it's a step backwards, which is just mind-boggling. And, and, and also, look, I, I mean, we're talking about this, and I think that the listeners would get the, the, the idea that we're just saying, well, if every call doesn't go y'all's way. Right. Look, that's not even the case. I'm talking about some cars that, that do go our way. That are horrible calls. Right. And we're looking around going, got away with that one. You know, that wasn't really the case on Thursday, but it's happened this year. We've turned around and yeah. clapped and 
and I don't see kind of made fun of the refs as loud as we could, saying that wasn't even the right call, dude. You yep. know. So anyway, to heck with those guys. Um, the, the crowd was still good, man. Uh, Four thousand five hundred seventy-eight announced attendance, and I'm pretty sure that number is pretty much spot on. Um, Golden Eagles were down 33-31 to 31 at halftime, but went to the locker room with momentum because oh, right man. before the buzzer, it was it was a pass from Crowley to Pinckney. I can't remember where the steal happened. Do you remember who stole it? They were dribbling down. We got it. And maybe Crowley's the one who stole it. Yeah. I thought he was going to go in for the layup. It looked like somebody had the angle on him. Yep. So he kind of okey-doked him a little bit and <laughs> throws this pass to Pink. I didn't know if there was going to be enough time. I was like, please count. Yes. And it turns out, I think it was about a half a second before the buzzer went off. So, like, right as the crowd just crescendos. Right. And the roof is blown off the joint. The buzzer sounds. And, yet we're down at half. But it's so much better than, like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, making a three at half. Monroe's like, oh, man. You know, they got to be thinking, Shh. I mean, momentum matters, obviously. If you watch enough college basketball game, it matters. And, yeah, I did not even worry that we were down at the half. Uh-huh. Because after that, uh, and seeing Alvarez under the basket, just you know pumping up the crowd, I, I, I knew that the guys were going to come out in the second half and, and yeah. really bring We've it. We've generally been a second-half team uh, all year long. I yep. think that our depth has a lot to do with that. Um, Monroe doesn't have a lot of that. They have guys that play hard, but they play like seven guys. Yep. So, you know, they got to get tired at some point. Second half, normally talent ends up taking over. And if it doesn't, depth has a, has a piece of that. Um, so, uh, speaking of Monroe, they did have one guy. They just kept him in the game. Oh, my God. The entire game. <laughs> Tyreek LaCour uh, from Monroe. He went four of six from three-point range, had a game-high 24 points. Um, the Eagles were led by Hase with 23 points, three rebounds, four assists. He goes nine of nine from the free-throw line. He's the guy at the end of the game, and this one, this one was the same way, where, you know, they have to start fouling right. to have a shot. And all we got to do is get it to Hase, and it's just money in the bank. Yeah. So um, so it's nice to get him in there, and going nine for nine from the line was impressive. Uh, Pinckney had another good day, 17-5, and five, went two of two from downtown. So he is being very selective. Yep. And when he gets it, uh, he doesn't miss. Yep. Denajay Harris, that little floater in the lane, from like six feet, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> he doesn't shoot a shot freaking, with two hands ever. It's, it's, it's just this automatic. One-handed. I think he does it right-handed and left-handed. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> just continuing this remarkable turnaround. Yep. Um, speaking of Crowley, I thought that he got frustrated with the officiating, and I don't blame him a bit. But this is the first game where I, where I saw it let him bother him. Uh, at one point, I think he, he just kind of threw up his hands, and there was a guy coming by. He just fouls him, knowing he's about to get taken out. Ladner was the same way. Ladner is one of the most docile on the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, just don't want to lose your head. You know, exact opposite of, like, of, of Larry Eustachy. Right. Um, just, and I think that that might get us some calls sometimes. Like, yeah. when he's not. So when he does get mad, I think you know it really is something. I remember I was walking up the stairs one time, uh, I think going to, get a, going to the bathroom or get a beer or something, and I saw uh, a friend of mine, he said, man, Jay's about to lose it. I said, I think he's going to get tossed. Yeah. I, think, I think this is me the one time that I ever see Jay Ladner get tossed is today. Well, I don't think I was, con- I don't think I was helping because I think at, the, at that point I was probably yelling, Jay, grab a chair, uh, Bobby Knight style. I was ready for him to throw something on the court. Uh, but yeah, he was definitely getting heated. Uh, and there were definitely moments in that 
uh, you know, first and second half where I thought he might just get teed up, and then when he does, he's going to give it, he's going to be gone. So, yeah. Um, kudos to him for keeping his cool as you know as best you could in that situation. But um, if he did get teed up, I wonder how long after he left. If he got teed up and ejected, what long after he hit the, the showers uh, is one gonna follow suit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because my man has some energy and yeah. he's on eleven constantly. All the time. Um, so anyway, Crowley uh, still with a huge impact on the game. He had seven points, eight rebounds, four assists, a block, and a steal. So it's nice to know. Even when I mean, he's, he's our best scorer, we have a lot of them, but. If you got to see who's the guy that's the, that's the best scorer on the team, it's Crow. Right. So even when he's not scoring a lot, he still has a huge impact on the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, you know, so, Nefty. Um, Nefty gets in there and mixes it up. Nine points, seven rebounds. Uh, and, and it should be noted, like we said, we, we alluded to it already. But Donovan Ivory did not. Donovan Ivory did not play this game. It was due to a sickness, not an injury. Thank God, because uh, we're yep. all going. He doesn't look. He doesn't look injured. Yeah. But he was smiling and he was jumping. He didn't look real sick. <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. I mean, and it, it, I think on Twitter it did say non-COVID. It just said illness. So, it, you know, we don't really know what that is. I heard is, stomach bug. I get it. Could be. You yeah. know, you don't want to run into that. Uh, that's a situation right in the middle of a basketball court. <laughs> Time out, Blue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, easy. <laughs> Hit the tunnel. <laughs> uh, so, so who do we got coming up next, Pila? Yeah, next up we are at South Owl. South Owl. On Thursday, uh, February 16th at 7 p.m. at the Mitchell Center. Um, man, I really want to be there. Uh, I'm going to be in Jackson all week for work. And, um, gosh, if I can find a way to get from Jackson Mobile and back, I'm going to do it. Uh, so it looks like the stat guy tells us that South Owl has gone 5-5 five and five their last 10 games, all Sunbelt games, and all five of those losses have been by four points or less. Mm-hmm. They literally lost by four, by four, by four, by three, and by two. Yeah. And so, you know, they've uh, they've got a non-conference game tomorrow at home uh, versus Hartford. That's kind of strange. Um, yeah. In that 10-game stretch, they have played well at home, beating Troy and James Madison, a two-point loss to, uh, to Old Dominion, and a three-point loss to uh, La- uh, Lafayette. So, uh, yeah, so that looks like that's Thursday. And then, uh, then we – have uh, Georgia Southern at home on Saturday, um, the 18th, and I believe that's a noon game because baseball is at four. Right. Yeah, it's weird. This yeah. is the weird thing where you got bas- we got basketball at noon. We I guess that's the, the last home game. Party Gras party. Yeah. At one. Yeah. And then baseball after that. Yeah. So you have to do some planning. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'm actually going to be down in Mobile uh, playing at a golf tournament Saturday morning, and so I'll be getting back at some point. I may catch it by the end. I'll definitely be at baseball, but I had no idea that that, that yeah. when I looked at the schedule after I committed and I was like, I had no idea there was a noon basketball game. Anyway, uh, both of those games are going to be on ESPN+, Plus, uh, but you know, we'd love for you to be there. Uh, and then uh, we're going to finish out the year um, – at Old Dominion and at Texas State. so Yeah, it reminds me of CUSA days. Yeah. Going from the East Coast all the way to Texas. Yeah. Not yeah. quite as bad as like El Paso to Miami, but similar. Yep. So I guess we're the new guy, and at the very, <laughs> very end of the year, you make the longest road trip of the season, so whatever. Uh, but 
that that's that's where we're staying uh, with the men. <clears throat> the ladies. So they had two games this week as well. Their overall record right now sits at 16-9, and 9-5 and five in the conference. Very respectable for Joy Lee McNillis and the Lady Eagles. So the, uh, the first game this week at Texas, or versus Texas State lost 69-52. to 52. The tail of the tape here was the fourth quarter. Lady Eagles got handled 25-9. The, the rest of the game was pretty close. There's two Lady Eagles in double figures, 19 for Dom Davis and uh, Lonnie Cornfield. Um, Davis. So if you think about it, Davis and Cornfield scored 38 of the Eagle, of the Lady Eagles total of wow. 52. That's right. 70 percent of all points scored came from those two ladies. So way to go! But we, you know, we need some more people. If you're going to beat a team like that, you know, you got to have more than a, a, a two-woman show. Right. <clears throat> so lost that one. Then we had uh, the Lady Eagles had Coastal Carolina and really bounced back big time. Won this game 80 to 68. Huge bounce back win. Five Lady Eagles. We just talked about we only had two, right? We, right. Said we had five Lady Eagles in double figures this game. Dom Davis went off like she's known, been known to do. She wow. goes 25 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Bracey with 13 and five. Malaya Grayson, hometown product from Hattiesburg High, goes uh, for 10 points and five rebounds. Morgan Dillard added 14 points. Cornfield with 13. Uh, so that is all of the Lady Eagles that were in double figures. And it should be worth pointing out, Lady Eagles got hot at the line as well. We talked about Hase from the men going 9 of 9. But as a unit, the Lady Eagles go 19 of 22 from the charity stripe. So that definitely led to the win. What's up next for the Lady Eagles, Pilo? Yeah, so up next for the Lady Eagles, we have uh, they travel to Georgia State. Uh, Thursday, February 16th, a 10 a.m. Central Time tip, and follow that up at Monroe on the 18th uh, with a 2 p.m. tip-off. So, a little road trip from, uh, I guess, Atlanta to Monroe and back to Hattiesburg. So, Not too bad. Not too bad. Not as bad as the men. Yeah. Way less states to fly over. Yeah. So, let's look at the Sunbelt standings. So, yep. uh, I don't know if you watched after, I guess, our game. But back at the Lowry household, we uh, we just had it kind of happened to have uh, Lafayette and Troy game on last night, and mm-hmm. man, it, it was really close. And then all of a sudden, it was like Troy. You know, they're playing at home against Lafayette. They just catch fire, and yep. they end up beating uh, Lafayette, who talked a lot of noise, by the way, uh, and didn't handle their own business. Uh, so, thanks, Troy, for that. Uh, now that Golden Eagles sit at 12-2, and two, and uh, Marshall and Lafayette are both at 10-4. and four. So, we, we have a two-game uh, lead on both, uh, you know, second and third place. So, uh, and then after that, we have James Madison 9-5, and five, Old Dominion and Troy are now 8-6, and, and Georgia Southern, uh, App, and Monroe at 7-7. Seven and seven. Everybody else doesn't get talked about because you're less than 500. On the women's side, Troy is in solo first at 11 and three. Uh, James Madison, Texas State, Old Dominion are 10 and four. Southern Miss and Lafayette at nine and five, two games back, but not out of the hunt. Georgia Southern and Marshall sitting at eight and six, and nobody else gets talked about. Right. So yeah, that, that women's side is still open, man. I know we're getting towards the end here. Yeah. But Southern Miss can can win a couple. 
gets it out 11 mark, you know, more than likely Troy is not going to look, but you never know, right? Yep. So still not out of it. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll see how again. There's a bunch of teams not out of it, so so we'll see uh, we'll see where that all shakes out. But we have gone this far, and we haven't talked about baseball. But my man, it's here. Buckle up. Whew. It's a it's a long season. It's we got a bunch of home games in a row. Um, yep, seven I think to kick off the year. Yeah, that's so many beers I'm have to drink. <laughs> uh, it's, it's prepare your liver. And I have to you know I got to, I got to mix in a colonoscopy in the middle of all that. Great. Oh. Yeah, yeah, not great. It, it's not going to ruin my day <laughs> thinking about that. But and, and, and by the way, I love how they moved that up. From, I've been it's been 50 years old since I've been alive. I think yeah. you know you always hear the commercials saying 50 years old. You got to start thinking about right. it. I'm 46, and I turned 46, and they changed it to 45. So I'm going great. Appreciate that, but yeah, I do that kind of stuff, man. Look, that, that's hey, man. When I went through my little you know, situation with with cancer. You know, we caught that early. This is the thing. I, I get all the tests. Yep. I had a heart attack. I went and got a, a, a calcium score <laughs> done. Uh, just there's a test to do it that can prevent something. I'm going to do it, so i got to do it. Yep. I don't even worry about the test. It's that whole prep crap. Anyway, ain't bringing me down today. We're talking about baseball coming up at yeah. the heat this weekend. Um, Liberty is coming to town. So here's the deal with Liberty. They're good. Um, I think thirty something of our games this year we're playing against teams that made the tournament last year. Yep. Liberty's one of those. Uh, Liberty was named preseason favorite in the Atlantic Sun. This is the fourth season that, that, that they have been picked to win it, and, and that's not coming from uh, podcasters or writers or anything like that. It's coming from the coaches. You know, yep. They vote on this thing, so coaches think Liberty's awesome, and typically they are. So it's fourth consecutive year they've been picked uh, to win that league. Garrett Horn is kind of like our, our Tanner Hall. Yep. He was named to the 2023 Atlantic Sun preseason pitcher of the year. He, he so last year he had a six and one record as a true freshman, uh, 1.93 ERA. That's pretty wow. good. Didn't pitch a ton. He had 13 appearances, uh, started seven games, 51 innings pitched, 80 Ks. He's a lefty. He's going to be really good. Opponents hit just 167 against him. I mean, I don't know if it's freaking Randy Johnson coming in here, but we're going to have our hands full with this yeah, guy, apparently. Like um, and, and like the 51 innings pitch, I know that Tanner had over 100 innings pitch. So he pitched about half his. I don't know why. I don't know if they were bullpenning him and then finally just said, screw it, let's go with the kid. Right. Or if he was, I have no idea. I don't know what happened. I know that the numbers are the numbers and they're really good, even though it's not that many innings pitched. Um, so about the Atlantic Sun, Kennesaw State is in that league. We remember them from the regional from last oh, year. Yeah, they they could hit. They're very reputable. Don't think, Golden Eagle fans, just since it's the very first uh, series of the year that it's a cupcake, it is not. Nope. We got our hands full right from the beginning. Uh, Liberty had 269 as a team last season with 70, 75 home runs and was 39 of 46 in the stolen base Oh, wow, I like to run it. Uh, Liberty ended up with a team ERA of 4.29. Opponents hit 256 with 64 home runs against. Now, same exact stats on the flip side for Southern Miss as far as last year goes. Southern Miss hit 276 as a team with 82 home runs and were 30 of 49 in stolen base categories. So kind of the same. You know, we had a yep. little bit higher average, a few more homers, and relatively the same number of stolen bases, mm-hmm. right? 
Uh, here's uh, the bigger difference. I know we lost a lot of pitching last year. And we're reloading. Sutter Miss had a team ERA of 3.29, which is a full run lower than what Liberty had. Yep. Uh, opponents hit 230 versus Sutter Miss uh, with 39 home runs given up. So obviously we had the advantage um, from the pitching side of things last year. Replacing a lot of guys. Mr. Rick talked about that at length. Uh, yep. Was that last week's episode? Yeah. On last week's show. So you can go back and listen to him, break that all down. But the, the, the point is, um, you know, get ready. Uh, this is kind of like a mid-season form game we need to be in yeah. Uh, yeah. for the weekend coming up. Or, or the Liberty Flames are, are going are gonna to disappoint us. That's so, right. Anyway. So, and that's, that's all I had about baseball. I mean, do you want to add anything about baseball? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, I mean, you know, seeing a lot of a lot of our crew, Roos family, uh, these last couple of basketball games, everybody's kind of antsy. Everybody's ready for it to be Friday. Uh, it's gonna be a long week for me up in Jackson with work, and and uh, there'll be nothing more I'm looking forward to than yeah. that drive back down 49 uh, Friday afternoon to be at the Peak uh, by you know out in Bruce Spot 39. Come out and see us. Uh, it's going to be great. That'll I mean, definitely put a smile on your face all week while you know, <laughs> looking at presentations and <laughs> yeah. acting like you know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then, you know, whatever, guys. This week can go well, You're not going to get me care. down this week. Because this Friday, we got baseball it's at game the day at the peak. Yep. So. yep. All right, what about softball, man? Yeah, softball so, got kicked off. Baseball starting next weekend, but softball's already going. So get us caught up with yeah, some softball. They are rolling. Uh, so they kicked off uh, their season uh, Friday. Uh, they won their first game versus Seton Hall in the Black and Gold Invitational, two to one, scoreless through eight. So I mean, I, I was uh, working and kind of keeping up with it and watching and you know, in and out, and uh, it just kept. It was a zero, 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 zero. Just every time I would look, and then eventually I just sat down. And was like something's got to give. Um, and so Lisa and I were going out to dinner that night. And she was at the game, so it's like. We weren't, you know, she wasn't leaving at that point. I mean, it's yep. extra innings. You've been there the yep. whole time. We're going to see this thing out. Uh, Seton Hall scores one run in the top of the ninth, and the Southern Miss literally walks it off in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, so I think there was a couple of, a couple of hits, and then we score one, and then uh, bases got walked full, and then they ended up walking that, mm-hmm. that run in. So tough. We'll take it. Tough way to lose for Seton Hall there, but glad uh, we were on the right side of that. Morgan Lyon stopped. I think they're still playing right across the street from Fourth Street Park yeah, here. Yeah, they, I think more, the games yesterday were canceled. So yep, yeah, yeah, rained out um, obviously because of the nasty weather on Saturday. Uh, so yeah, they're literally playing right now. Uh, and so Morgan Linestock, uh, I mean, she's softball's Tanner Hall, I guess. <laughs> I mean, just. Uh, she got credited with the win. Nine innings pitch, six hits, one run, two walks, 11 Ks. Uh, her 25th win as a Golden Eagle and her 31st career complete game. Yeah, just so. give her the ball and just get the hell out of the way. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, and I, I think on the pitch count, I think she threw 150-plus pitches in that nine. And uh, I know I talked to Lisa after the game, and she talked to Morgan uh, or either uh, talked to Coach Poole, and, and I think Coach Poole kept asking Every inning, you okay? You, you okay? You good? good? She said, "I got this. I'm finishing this." And just that grit, you know, she's got it. Uh, and so, obviously, a pitcher's duel all the way around. Only four hits on the day. Seton Hall just had six hits. Maria Smith uh, credited with the game-winning RBI on a bases-loaded walk. Uh, lots of firsts in that game. Natalie Poole's first win as the head coach of the Lady Eagles. Freshman 
Uh, Kinsley Gordon with her first career hit. Shelby Allen with her first career run, the game-winning run. And Saturday, like we said, uh, those games were canceled due to the nasty weather. And so Sunday, uh, as we're recording, um, beat Sanford in that first game of the doubleheader, 3-0. Morgan Linestock throws 100-plus again uh, in that game. So we're looking at like 250 pitches in two games. Um, she, you know, she's already 2-0 on the season. And uh, Natalie Taylor goes 2-3. And, and Hannah Borden uh, knocks in two runs going 1-3. So – um, I guess I could look up here at some point, um, see how they're doing. Um, let's see if I can find this. Yeah, the games are literally going on at the moment. They might have finished the second game in a doubleheader by now. I don't know. It seems like we would have had that pulled up to be watching it along with it, but we don't. Right. Well, Before you get to that, or, or while you're looking for that, yeah. uh, I'm going to update everybody. So, so this is our Southern Miss stats and info segment. Uh, and again, follow him at USM underscore stats underscore info. You will be a lot smarter. You will win more bets at the bar. Mm-hmm. You will probably, you know, if you want to like take some of this into consideration when you're getting down to the casino, it'll probably help you out a little bit. Or if you just want to be knowledgeable about Southern Miss stuff. Because if you're like me, you go to the casino, and I, I have, like, big plans when I get there. Yeah. Then I get there, and I'm like, oh, I'll bet 10 bucks. <laughs> right. I'm not $400 guy. I'm, you know, 50 bucks in my ID, and don't even take my, the rest of my wallet in. Yeah, right. that's me. Yeah. Uh, but, so, this, uh, did you find it? Yeah, I did. So, it looks like uh, Southern Miss did win over Sanford in that second game of the doubleheader 3-2. Uh Mentioned Hannah Borden uh, goes yard and hit a two-run homer in the first to give us a 2-0 lead early. And then uh, in the second inning, she doubled down the line to score the third run. So she was kind of responsible for all those RBIs. Take that, Morgan Linestock. And and, uh, Paige Kilgore uh, came in in relief for Jana Lee and gets credited with the win. She goes uh, five innings pitched, only gives up one hit and one walk. Uh, So – uh, looks like the Lady Eagles start off three and zero. Good. Hey, welcome aboard, Natalie Poole. That's right. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the first. Maybe that's the female we should have on first. Keep talking about having more ladies. Yeah, on the let's show. do it. I got a connection. And she's, and she's in the season. We'll see if she can carve out like twenty minutes. Yeah. I'm sure Duggan's gonna love it when we send that email request. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Duggan's great. Um, so back to the Southern Miss stats and info. So here are a few stats that will make you feel a lot smarter about the Southern Miss men's basketball program. We have a nine-game winning streak uh, for Ladner and the boys. It's tied for third longest in Division I currently. A 14-game home winning streak is tied for fifth longest in uh, Division I currently. Our net went from 53 to 57 after yesterday due to Louisiana Monroe being 265. Not a lot we can do about that, right? Right. Not a lot ULM can really do about that. They're playing in a conference now with some horses, and they're just not, you know, just yep. they're they're on their way, not there yet. So, uh, and of all the wins that we have this year, we have 24 wins. 24? We said in 24. Uh, what? Basketball, 24 wins. 24. Okay. Yep. So, of all the wins, we have held our opponents under 73 points. And all four losses, we have allowed 74 points or more. So that's a number to look at moving forward as we get to the final stages of conference and into postseason play. 
And for conference games only, Southern Miss is now third in attendance at 4,517 fans. It's just so good to see, man. We've talked all year, last year, about the baseball attendance and the season tickets that are sold. And all of, I mean, you know, respect, right, for baseball. Like, right. this, is a, this has been years and years and years in the making. This basketball thing has literally been like overnight. Yeah. Um, like, we're bad, we're bad, we're bad, we're awesome. <laughs> yeah. And and the good thing about Southern Miss fans, look, this is, so, this is a problem that we don't have. When Southern Miss is good, people come out to watch. Yeah. And a lot of people. Yep. Uh, people go to away games to watch. Now, when Southern Miss is not good, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's unlike Wrigley Field. It doesn't matter if the Cubs lose for like a hundred years straight; they're still going to pack Wrigley. Well, not the same here. But I'm okay with that, man, because they're passionate. They're like, you know what? You guys can't do any better than that. Mm-hmm. I ain't coming. Mm-hmm. Then there's some people like they're idiots like me and you. They keep going. But uh, but but the, the great thing is when we're good, uh, fans show up, and you can't say that for everybody else in the conference because right. I've watched it on TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. I even watched Louisiana, and they had a decent crowd. Come on, man. I saw that student section. Yeah, there like 20 there. people. Yeah, I mean, there's like 50. I mean, maybe 50. Yeah. Somewhere like that. Yeah. And then you show ours, and it's like this living and breathing unit swaying back and forth to whatever that DJ song you was playing. Yep. And I started doing it, too. I don't even know what I was doing. But, you know, like, <laughs> then we got the wave going. And, yeah. And, uh, so, anyway, hey, 4,517 fans per game in yeah. Green Green uh, in conference play. That's fantastic. If, if you're one of those 4,517, give yourself a pat on the back and tell somebody else. Dude, it's awesome. You should come. Yeah. I mean, it just takes one, like, if you're just there. And just to clarify, we're 23-4. and four. I'm not sure if we said 24. 23? Yeah, 23 okay. wins, four losses. So, good. Uh, before Hosey uh, gets hey, us. Hey, you know, uh, the good thing is we're sure having we that right. It's like a 23 or 24. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a good problem to have. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, man, we're, we're getting down towards the end of the show here today. It's been great. Look, let's talk about 4th Street for a second, man. Yeah, we, we, we got a, a, a couple other things that we're going to hit to, shout-outs and whatnot. But, man, what about this 4th Street party? Man, uh, it is great. I, I hope the audio comes through good. Yeah. I think you can – I think the listeners will definitely be able to tell. I mean, we got all the prep on. Uh, if you're a big – you know, both you and I both, you know, we love golf. They got, they got the waste management going on over there. Uh, I can see that. Um, great crowd. Got Harry Golf sitting over here, uh, hanging Harry. out. So I mean, uh, great food and so close to campus. I mean, like, how are you not coming here? There's the closest bar to campus. Yeah, I mean, you it, know, might, it should be part of campus. Right. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like, well, I mean, it technically is with softball and soccer being on the other side of it. I feel like campus extends this way. So this is the kind of scholarship that I could have gotten. Yeah. The, the bar, Fourth Street Bar Scholarship. Back in the day, it was the end zone for me. Right? Yeah, yep. it was end zone for a lot of people. But yep. Fourth Street Bar now, they've done such great things. I've been munching on these cheese sticks the entire time. It's just yeah, fried. I have the it's uh, fried cheese sticks with with some tomato ragu looking sauce, or whatever. Yeah, it is. a little marinara. And, and it's marinara. There it is. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I had the uh, Southwest egg rolls, and that's the first time I've ever had them. They were outstanding. I don't know what the uh, dip is. Some kind of uh, some special form sauce. of ranch with a little Slade special sauce. Oh, okay. Well, Maybe. there you go. I don't know. It's great. I don't know what it is, but it's awesome. But if you come in, ask for Slade special sauce and just see what happens. <laughs> At um, your own risk. Yeah. So we got the golf tournament coming up. I want to say uh, for the To the Top Talk tour, I think Chad said there's like eight spots left for me. Yeah, uh, left. Up. 
This thing's going to be on April 21st and 22nd. Don't worry about if you're a good player. None of us are good players. Yep. If you are a pretty good player, we're going to match you against the other team's best player. Yep. And if you're a bad player, basically you're just going to see if you can outdrink the other guy. That's yep. kind of how it goes. A lot of people like enjoy golf, and they're just here. Oh, we're going to have this tournament. They're automatically kind of turned off because you just got these people that come into these tournaments, these four-man scrambles, and shoot fifty-one or something stupid. We don't do it like that. We're, we're, this is a Ryder Cup style event, so you have a black team and a gold team. It's two-man teams. I think we're playing shamble this year, so the golfers out there know. You tee off. You take the best shot, and you play your own ball in. So. Uh, and, and if, you know, if you if the other two groups or you, you guys want to play something else, as long as you agree on it, we're good. You know, yeah, it's the not, point's it's not, the point. It's just uh, you're all kind of playing for one point, and then it's just like the Ryder Cup. You're, uh, you know, you want the most points, and then it's a two day thing. So we're playing on Friday, we're playing on Saturday. So it's a lot of fun. Last year was my first year to play in it, and I don't know how many people I've told it was one of the most fun competitive because uh, we were paired up with people just like us. I mean, I think day one we lost on hole 17 by one stroke. Yeah. And day two we won on 17 by one stroke. Oh, good. And so back and forth, it was a lot of fun. And uh, and so much of the proceeds go to uh, you know, the men's and women's golf team in Southern Miss, which is what it's all about. So. Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Like we've, we've said that before, but we don't get anything. Yeah, we're not we're not trying to make anything. Like, Pilo out of and it. I yeah. are going to pay money. We're going to pay our money just like everybody else. And then afterwards, look, we have these auction items every yep. year. I know oh, yeah. uh, Eddie, coach for the golf team, is going to make some uh, cornhole boards, some Suttermas cornhole boards. I guess they're going to be Suttermas. And Sutter if you've Miss never golf? seen those, cornhole they're boards. unreal. Yeah, uh, he does a great job. He's donating those. Yeah. So that we can auction them off. Um, you know, and so I'll see what Katie will let me get away with on that bid. <laughs> yep. But but that's going to be uh, really cool. And um, so yeah, let us know if you want to play in that. Hit us up with uh, with our uh, on, on social or at uh, to the top talk at gmail.com. And again, we're recording this live from Fourth Street Bar and Grill, always the place to be pre and post game. For every USM sporting event, or like all these other people today, we're just here just because. Yeah. There's no sporting events today. They might be getting ready to watch Quez Watkins maybe score a touchdown tonight for the Eagles. It's going to happen. They're going to have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday. Home-style plate lunches. They're the, they're the bomb. They're great. That includes your drink, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, so much food. Uh, I think I came one day and crashed your, you and Katie's lunch one day, and it was I think it was that Friday we had the catfish. And they brought that plate out. I was like, "Yeah, I couldn't believe." It. I think I got it to go box. How do you do this for ten bucks? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, it's so cheap. You can even like you know throw in like if you're a cheapskate like me, you still get three or four dollars to throw the 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 uh, the, the wait staff yeah. you know, for a tip. So it's great, man. They do a great job, and you can just look around and just 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 take it all in when you come here, man. Walk around, take it in, enjoy the food, enjoy the bartenders, enjoy the the drinks, man. That's about. All that we got, I think. We crammed yeah. it all in. I think we're still sitting right at under an hour. Yeah, we're at uh, 57 minutes, so we're doing really 57 good. 57 minutes, great. Shout-outs, what you got? Man, uh, I have to shout-out uh, all, all the crew that we had out at Fuzzies. I think, you know, Charlie Wallace and his crew, Coop and his family, um, the Rockwells, which I hung out with a lot. I uh, rode with them to the game both days, actually. Uh, yeah. Oh, 
Thursday and on. Uh, so we kind of left my car at Fuzzy's and rode over just to have one less car around the Coliseum with the crowd. So, uh, so you know, shout out to them and, and uh, for just, you know, the friendship and, and everybody that, that you know, I've kind of become close to with last year's baseball season and looking forward uh, to spending all that time again out in the roost. So uh, that's it for me. Yep. Uh, echoing a little bit of that, everybody that participated in the pregame audio, it was great. Thanks for playing along. Um, they were all kind of looking at me weird when I walked up. I was like, hey, you want to do this? And before they knew it, I just had the phone out. Yeah, anyway, you're doing it. They, they, they played along. Uh, I hope they listened to it. And, and for those that won, uh, way to go. We're going to be doing more of that uh, coming up during baseball season. So be on the lookout. Yep. Uh, a special shout out. So this was, I don't know, Brett. Um, at all. Yeah. I've never met him. I've seen him at, you know, events and stuff like that. But yeah. So, yeah, Brett Favre just walked right by me when I was sitting in the concourse. Jack was just acting a fool, and I had enough. <laughs> so I went up top, and I was drinking my beer, watching it, and sent Jack back downstairs to sit with his mom. And uh, he's just being six years old. I get it. But every, every parent knows what I'm talking about. I just I had to walk away for a minute. Yeah. So I'm up there, and freaking Brett Favre comes walking by. And awesome. so he's going to the bathroom or whatever. I was like, well, I can't leave now. I know he's going to come right back by. <laughs> so, And he's not sitting in a special seat in the suite or anything like that. Yeah. He's sitting on a wooden bench, yep. you know, just like the rest of us. So anyway, he comes back by, and I just kind of held my fist out. I was like, what's up, Brett? He said, what's up? Fist bumped me and went inside out. Yeah. <laughs> like a normal person. So that was cool. And the last shout-out uh, shout out I wanted to give was uh, to um, a good friend and uh, fraternity brother, Michael Finley. Yeah. Came and sat by us Saturday, sat right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, good to see Finn. Then we get to the bar today and Stan sitting over here, right? Yeah. So, those guys uh, are old school um, Southern Miss fans, and, and we're out and in full force at the game. So special shout-out to Finn, to, to Finn. And that will just about that'll just about wrap it up for me too, man. Um, anything else you want to add in? Man, I, I just—it's—it's it's here. Uh, the time that everybody's been waiting for—it um, it doesn't feel like it's here yet. Maybe like on Wednesday or Thursday it'll feel like because I think previous years we've all been so ready for baseball season sure. to start with basketball. And yeah, now we have other stuff to also do. Yeah, and now like <laughs> basketball's been so good that baseball has kind of snuck up on us. Uh, so right. reminder: baseball Friday. At the Pete, be there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know the ticket situation. I know it's been talked about a lot. I would say at this point it's probably less than 100. Uh, so if you haven't gotten it yet, I would be uh, at the Felicia Center Monday morning. To, just to, buy one. Yeah, hey, just our good buy buddy Paul uh, Appion bought two. Yeah. He's bringing his family down this weekend. He lives in Chattanooga. Yeah. He ain't making a lot of games. He's mm-hmm. like, man, I can't drive down there and risk not being able to get in. So he bought two tickets, and he'll, he'll probably give them away and sell them here and there, or whatever he's going to do. But he's going to have them. Another reason you do that is you have that the Southern Miss, you, you have the, the baseball ticket, season ticket, you have uh, Eagle Club membership, and that is how you get postseason tickets. That's right. Everybody remember that from last year? People were, I mean, pissed. Like, what do you mean I can't get in? What do you want us to do? Right? If you're Southern Miss, we're going to take care of the people that are Eagle Club members and already have baseball right. season tickets. So. I mean, good on you, Paul, for doing that. I'd, yep. I'd, I'd be in the same boat if I lived away. Yeah. So, anyway, come out to the game. Uh, walk all around in the roost. Come find us in spot 39. And um, and, uh, and and just, you know, hang out. It's going to be cool. 
So anyway, uh, in closing, you guys, uh, thanks so much for listening in today. Uh, whatever day you might have listened in whichever platform you chose to listen in on, remember, you can follow me at Bumper J. Bailey and follow Patrick at P. Lowry. Follow us on all the social at To The Top Talk, and don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today, and as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Put you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980